Welcome to Lavender Dahlia. I'm Jennifer Osler Bolton, and together we are going to enjoy the freedom of exploring who God created us to be by lifting the veil off of our hearts and bringing to light the authenticity that we've been hiding in the dark. I am so happy that you're here. So let's talk. Have you visited the podcast shop yet? Go to jenniferoslerbolton.com and click on the shop link where you can find the perfect item to showcase to the world that you are a Dahlia. Welcome back to the Lavender Dahlia podcast. I'm really excited about this week's topic. I know I say that every single week, but I'm excited for this because last week I reshared the very first podcast episode for Lavender Dahlia. And I shared it because it was exciting. It's been a year since the podcast, but it actually kind of acted as a segue into today's topic. So the purpose of Lavender Dahlia when I started it a year ago was I just wanted a place to be able to remind us of our individuality and our uniqueness that we were created to be and to have. And so today I want to talk about individual Christianity. And what I mean by that is different perspectives, different experiences, different insight, different gifts, just differences. And I'm going to be blunt about this. I I know, I definitely know that I am not everyone's favorite flavor of faith. I'm different. I get it. My story is different. My marriage is unique. My taste in music is colorful. Um, I believe every woman in their 40s should do a boudoir photo shoot in some classy lingerie. Trust me on that, ladies. My idea of hospitality is inviting you over for a meal that I ordered from a restaurant. I don't believe in exhausting ourselves for the sake of Christian service, and I don't believe that there is only one way to do things. Now, maybe you identify with me on some things. Maybe you don't identify with me at all. And you know what the beautiful part about that is? You don't have to, and it doesn't hurt me if you don't. Differences are not only what make us beautiful, but the differences are what God uses for his purpose. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in Georgia for a widow's conference. Now, this might sound a little bit odd to some because I became a widow five and a half years ago, and I became a wife a little more than two years ago. No matter the length of time it's been or the happiness and love that I feel in my marriage now, the pockets of widowhood are still there just beneath the surface of my life, and the effects of widowhood are permanent on my heart. So I went to the conference. I wanted to be with women who get it. I wanted to meet the Instagram friends that I've made over the years, and I wanted to hear someone say, me too. So leading up to the conference, I actually found myself wishing I hadn't registered, and I was wondering if I could get a refund on my Airbnb. The feeling of not belonging and being different sat really heavy on my heart. I kept telling myself, I'm in a gray zone. I don't really belong there. What if they feel I shouldn't be there? So I unexcitedly packed my bags the night before, which is not normal for me. I love to travel and I am typically packed for a trip days ahead of time. But everything in my heart was saying, you don't belong. You're different than the other women there. You're in a different place. But I went ahead and I packed my bags and I reluctantly got on the plane and I felt my spirit deflating. I kind of felt sedated as every hour passed. 
I had a connecting flight in Texas and I missed my boarding group. And normally this would not be a big deal, but if you have ever flown Southwest, you know that missing your boarding group could end up in disaster. There's no assigned seats and it's a first come first serve basis. So you definitely want to be in an early boarding group and then you don't want to miss when that group is boarding. But apparently they were boarding early and didn't make an announcement about it. Or if they did, I certainly didn't hear it. So I found myself trying to casually speed walk to the front of the line, making sure, of course, to announce that I was in the previous boarding group because I didn't want to spark an outrage from the waiting passengers. But I got on the plane, I made it to an ideal seat, and there was one open seat next to me. The air hostess had announced that the flight was full capacity. So I was just watching in anticipation who was going to be choosing the seat next to me. I saw this really cute, bouncy, blonde-haired woman looking at the seat next to me, and she asked if she could sit in that seat on my right. I smiled and said, of course, and welcomed her into my row, and we laughed about missing the announcement for early boarding, and then I heard her on the phone telling someone that she made it onto the plane. So my husband escorted me on this trip, being the protector that he is, which is something I prayed for, and God, he just knew that I was going to need that. My husband offered to be with me to make sure that I didn't get lost, which again is a reason I prayed for a protector because I'm the girl who gets lost in my own hometown that I've lived in for 40 years. So my husband came along to act as my personal bellhop and my taxi driver, but he's also the person who makes friends with everyone. So naturally, he leaned across me to this Texan beauty and asked if this trip to Atlanta was a routine flight for her. She said it wasn't and that she was attending a conference that weekend. I immediately asked her which conference, and she very hesitantly said, it's called Never Alone. And before she could finish, I said, me too. We talked for the next hour, and by the time our plane landed, I felt a little more prepared for the conference but I still felt like a contrasting participant in the upcoming events. The next day I was invited to meet with several other widows for lunch before the start of the conference. Although I was nervous, I was excited to finally meet some of the women that I had connected with through social media over the last several years. I awkwardly introduced myself to the women unfamiliar to me. And yes, I am super awkward in real life. So if you and I ever meet just tuck that little fact away ahead of time. Okay. (laughs) On my left at this table full of unfamiliar faces, there was this woman named Katie and she had the softest, most welcoming voice. There was something about her smile that felt so familiar, even though we had never met before, not even on social media. So we shared about our late husbands, our kids, our trauma and our hopes And I was nervous to share about the love I had been given in my second husband, but I did share about it. And this was the moment I had been dreading a widow in the middle of her journey, sitting beside a woman who had crossed an imaginary threshold. I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable or sad, and I didn't want her to wonder why I was there. So I anxiously awaited her response to me sharing about my husband. Instead of what I was expecting, she said, Jen, I feel like God put me here next to you for a reason. You give me hope. I could have cried. I was so afraid of my differences that I never even considered that God might use them. And I allowed my differences to detach me from my purpose. So I want to read something to you. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
verses 4 through 7. It says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they are all from the same Spirit. There are different ways to serve, but we serve the same Lord. And there are different ways that God works in people, but it is the same God who works in all of us to do everything. Something from the Spirit can be seen in each person. The Spirit gives this to each one to help others. I love that. Different spiritual gifts, different ways to serve, different ways God works in people. In other words, diverse spiritual gifts, unique ways to serve, and extraordinary ways God works in people. The differences are purposeful. What speaks to one will not speak to another. What impacts one will not impact another. God needs our differences so that his purpose can be fulfilled. God made us to be different so that we can reach all corners of the earth. Being different is exactly what God hoped we would be. There is a clear, clear picture of why and how God uses differences right in the Bible. But we sometimes just chalk it up to, oh, the four gospels. But have you ever wondered why we have four different gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, wouldn't Matthew have been enough? I mean, they pretty much all tell the same stories. Oh, except Matthew. Um, He left out the details of Jesus's interaction with Annas before arriving at Caiaphas's house, whereas John points out that detail in his gospel. Oh, and Mark, he adds a detail about one of Jesus's followers running away naked when Jesus was arrested, but Luke doesn't even mention the followers running away. Does that mean the Gospels are inconsistent, or that Mark was more righteous than Luke, or John more righteous than Matthew? No, of course not. It means something so much more. It means that we are all going to see and hear and experience different pieces and details of God. It means that we are all necessary to His plan, and our beliefs may appear similar, but the details are individual to us. Now, I don't speak of this often, but my spiritual background is full of years of being taught and subsequently believing that our service to God should look similar across the board. Differences weren't particularly celebrated, especially if it was outside the patterns that had been determined by leadership. So I struggled for a long time with understanding that God does indeed use us in so many diverse and special ways. I believed that because I was hearing God so differently, and I was seeing him work in ways that were outside of the expected model of faith, something must have been wrong with me. But in reality, he was just using me greatly. He was writing a story for me to tell, knowing that one day someone was going to need to hear it. God did not design robots to look and sound the same. I mean, he's not the kind of God to create a variety of flowers, but design humans without diversity. The diversity is what provides all the details. And the truth of it is, our differences tell the complete story of God, not just part of the story. I realize now that I needed to be at that widow's conference. My different marital status, it needed to be there. My story needed to be there. My gospel, if you will, needed to be there. 
God was counting on me to share the gospel of my life because he needed someone to hear the details of it. And I almost said no, because I was afraid of being different. You know, God blessed me big time for sharing my story at the widow's conference. Even though I shared it with hesitancy, he gave me so much love through every single hug that I received, every new friend I made, and every detail that was poured onto us over the weekend. He let me know that I had done what he asked me to do, and then he showered me with what I needed to take home from that weekend. Our differences are what make us beautiful, and our differences prove that God is a God for all. That first night of the conference, I remember looking around the room, 250 widows. Without trying to appear creepy, I studied their faces. So many women who have buried their husbands. So many mothers raising fatherless children. I watched them as we worshiped. Some had their hands raised. Some had their eyes closed. Some rocked with the music. Some stood still. The only thing that we all had in common are the millions of tears that we've shed. Every single story was different and every single heart was distinct. It appeared that we were all there for the same reason, but nothing about us was the same. We each had a story, a detail, something that differed from the woman next to us. And that difference is what God uses to tell the complete story of who he is. My story will not look like yours, and your story is not going to look like mine. My faith will not look like yours. Your faith will not look like mine. And not everybody is going to like me or the way I do things. And not everybody's going to like you or the way you do things. And it's supposed to be that way. Different personalities, different perspectives, different stories, different details, different hearts, and different faith. The only thing that is the same is God. So celebrate your differences with God and let him use your beautiful uniqueness to be the detail that someone needs to hear. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope you feel encouraged and are filled with courage to see yourself the way that God sees you. You are so many beautiful things. That's why there's a flower named after you. Make sure to subscribe to Lavender Dahlia for podcast updates and episodes and visit jenniferoslerbolton.com to join the Lavender Dahlia email list. Until next time, my heart is hugging yours. I'll see you soon.